Any other papers? Are we out? Are we out of those papers? Anybody have any more extra papers laying around? Wow. That is awesome. Hey, if you, if you don't have a piece of paper, go ahead and open up your Bibles to uh, Psalm 34. All they are is just, uh, I just copied off a, a psalm here, and uh, we'll go from there. But um, oh, that's awesome. Well, I think we might be good to go. You guys ready to rock this thing? Well, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. We'll pray here in a second. Um, again, the reason why you're here, right, is we just kind of talk. Actually, I don't know exactly why each one of you are here. There's probably different ones, and we range in different ways of some of you have been following the Lord for a long time. Some are like, I don't know, and I'm interested. Um, here's the thing. Bible hermeneutics. It's a class I took in seminary. I love it. It's how to study the Bible. I, I, I'm passionate about studying the Bible in the right kind of way. There's a lot of different things that you are, are supposed to be looking for, making sure you're not taking, you know, verses out of context, making sure you're understanding, you know, how does this apply not just to our lives, because this is written to us. Yes, it, it applies to us, but it was also written to the people of that day, of the churches maybe that Paul's writing to or, you know, is, is uh, different um, you know, authors are writing to the people specifically in that place. So it's important to know that history. It's important to know the context. we got to be very careful sometimes. A lot of times people are going to read one verse, nothing before it and nothing after it, and say, hey, the Lord says I should be blessed. Therefore, give me an iPhone, right? That's not what the text is saying. And unfortunately, people manipulate the text thinking that, well, it's just this one little phrase. It doesn't matter what happens before or afterwards. Is you know, give me the desires of my heart, right? Or um, different verses in the Bible we could take out of context. So we've got to be very careful on how to study the Bible and applying the Bible, right? Now, as we get into all of that stuff, I think already then some of you are like, oh, man, I don't know the history. I, how am I supposed to know the history? I, I'm just trying to take what I hear from church, from, from youth groups or, or from camps, and it says open up your Bible and start to read. And again, something that I mentioned on stage that I, is very evident in, in churches, in, in my church, is a lot of friends of mine are overwhelmed by something that's supposed to bring them peace because they don't even know where to begin. What, what book do you start in? How many times I've heard that as a pastor or a speaker? Hey, I want to get back into reading my Bible. Where should I start? Uh, a lot of times we read the Bible not knowing why we're reading it. We're just told, hey, as a Christian, you should read your Bible and pray every day and you'll grow, grow, grow. Okay. I'll read it, and I'll read it to check off the box in hopes that, it, that it's promised that I'll read something really fast. Chances are I'm going to remember none of it. I'm going to pray before I go to bed, and I'll fall asleep in my prayer, and I'll wake up and say amen, and I don't feel any change at all. In fact, I don't remember anything that I read. I would be curious to see you, show of hands, I don't need to, how many of that it falls into our lives, right? That that we were told to read the Bible. We just don't even, we, it gets overwhelming. And we read, all right, here we go, Lord. I need, I need help today. I got a big test today. I didn't study for it. Uh, it's your fault, God, not mine if I get an F. Here we go. I need something. Here we go. Uh, I don't like that one. How about this one? Okay, sounds good. Uh, when they melt, they disappear. When it's hot, they vanish from their place. All right, I see it. Okay, good. All right, thanks, God. I appreciate that word. Check the box. We 
take it out of context. We have no idea where it is. We're flipping through. We're not studying it. All we're doing is we're checking a box. And I think that we have to we have to stop. And I told you I wouldn't preach. I don't want to. I want us to get to you guys actually applying this thing. But think about, you know, my, my, my wife, Allison, if she was to write me this amazing love letter. And I open it up, and I, I instead of reading it, I just, I, I look at it, I just as a whole, and I'm like, uh, I'll take this line. Honey, I love that you snore. What does that even mean? Oh, no, but man, she loves it when I snore. I must snore a lot, right? And it's like, no, no, I'm just asking you to stop snoring, right? Like, you got to finish, and you got to take it in context, and we got to understand it's a love letter to us in hopes that we understand his heart for us and that he wants us to draw close to him. Not to just check a box. How many friends do we have here? We have friendships, and we, we, we have those friendships and relationships because we actually spend time with each other. We listen. You've talked to those friends, right? You're like, are you listening at all? All right? I think a lot of times we come to God. We're like, all right, God, speak, speak, speak. No, you're not going. All right, go. He's like, I'm about to speak. You're gone. Stop and listen and slow down. And so, again, there's a ton of different ways that we can dive into the word. But I want to read this passage here, and it says this um, in, in Colossians 3. It says this. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let it dwell in you. That's an interesting word, dwell. Not just read it really, really quick and then forget what you read. Let it, let it dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. Let it dwell in you to help teach and encourage and build up in all wisdom with singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God, letting it dwell. It's funny. I, I, I really love, Hume, that um, I believe we're still doing this here, uh, memory verses, right? Are you guys doing memory verses for rec points? I love it. You know, I, I did it for 14 years, and people would come up, hey, man, I memorized the scriptures. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, man, I got rec points. Awesome. Hey, what's that scripture? I don't know. Oh, didn't dwell in you much, right? We, we checked the box in order to get rec points. I wonder, is it not moved that far from us when we get home and we don't even have to do it for rec points? We're doing it because we're told that's what we do, but it doesn't change us at all. This passage is saying, and throughout Scripture we're seeing, people saying, I long to be in your word. Why? Because they've learned, and it's a, it's a discipline. It's not that just all of a sudden you turn it on and, and, and it's there. It takes some time. It's a spiritual discipline, like any discipline in your life. How many of you guys ran the lake? Anybody run, run the lake this morning? All right. Uh, it's really hard to run 3.4 miles. It's really hard. Most of us didn't do it. We slept while you ran, right? It's hard to do it. Most of you who did it, you've probably done it a lot, unless you were that one person who's like, yeah, I don't want to do it. You're like, you're doing it. All right, I guess I'm running flip-flops, right? And it probably didn't go super well for you. It takes time. It takes discipline. So with that, we want to be careful to not take things out of context. We, we need to be careful to understand the genre. Is it, is it, is it a poetry? Is it, is it a narrative? Understanding the culture What I want to do this, this, this afternoon is just slow down and, and instead of taking a section, a whole chapter, what you see here is it's just, I just photocopied a, a half of a, of a chapter of Scripture because a lot of times we read through the Bible. How many are doing a reading plan? Anybody doing a, a Bible reading plan? Those are awesome. 
It's really hard to dwell on Scripture, though, because you're trying to maybe fit it in a half hour, and you're cramming, and then you find yourself getting behind. All these things are different ways of drawing close to the Lord. And if it's working for you, fantastic. But sometimes we need to slow way down so that we dwell in the Word, that we put it in our hearts, that we take time to slow down. And there is a lot of different ways to do it. How many of you heard of that uh, um, Bible study method called SOAP? Anybody? It's, that's one that I heard of a, a long time ago, and it's really, it's challenged me. And uh, again, the way even me and my wife, we go, we go on different dates. We don't try to do the same thing over and over, right? We don't want to fall into a rut. And maybe some of you, as you're practicing different spiritual disciplines, maybe you need to mix things up a little bit. So if, if all you do is read the same thing over and over and over and you're forgetting, maybe you switch it up a little bit. Maybe you put on an audio Bible. Maybe you, maybe you start to memorize Scripture. Maybe you do the SOAP method, which this is an interesting one. We're not going to look at that one to, today specifically, but it's really awesome. In fact, if you're taking notes, you could flip that paper over or in other notes. It's a really awesome way to study the Bible. It's SOAP. It's an acronym for Scripture. So S is Scripture. O is Observation. A is Application. And P stands for Party. But I'm just kidding, right? It's prayer, right? Uh, it's such a simple way to dive into God's Word. Is it the only way? No. Is it the best way? I don't, I don't know. But it's a way to get time with the Lord. And I just think the Lord just wants you to come to Him and let His Word dwell in your heart and give you opportunity to just sit. Not be overwhelmed by the world. We have enough of that. Just sit and be, be still before Him. So soap is an interesting way to look at it. If this one that we're going to go through, you don't uh, find that you're loving it, no problem. Um, look at soap. And all you do is you just take a, a chunk of Scripture and don't even do a whole chapter. Slow it down. Pick any chapter in the Bible. You want to start with John because we're going through it? Do that. It's a great gospel to go through. You want to go through a psalm? Then, then do that. You want to start back in the Old Testament? Do that. But you don't have to... Can I just take the pressure off of you to have to finish the entire Bible in a year? I would love you to do that. Be inundated with the information of the Lord. If we can sit and watch movies for four hours a day, chances are you could put on the audio Bible and listen or sit down and just, you know, you're looking at uh, Instagram for so long or whatever it might be. Just take time to be inundated, overwhelmed with Scripture, please. Go through the Bible every year. When it comes maybe to personal study, feel free to just slow down and let the Word of God dwell in your hearts. So take a smaller chunk, and with soap, it's, all right, Scripture, you take one Scripture out of the whole thing that you read, one, and you write it down, which you need to write it. Don't just think it. Actually take time to write it. What's that? One Scripture, not three, one. And then as you see that, what else do you observe in the text? And we'll talk about observation because that's what we're really going to get into today. But what do we see in the text? Any names popping up that maybe you don't recognize? Or what's the context here? What's, it, what's the general understanding of what's happening in this text? Observe. Just, and, and it's between you and the Lord. Maybe it's just one word. Uh, Paul says joy. Or I don't know who the author is, but he's talking about love a lot. Like, what are you observing in that? And then this one scripture that you wrote, application. What's some one thing that maybe you can apply that to your life today? And then prayer. Write out a quick prayer. And each one of those could be one sentence long. 
But already what you've done is instead of reading a chapter and then forgetting it five minutes later, you've read a, a half of a chapter or a whole chapter or three different chapters from three different books. And in there, God, you start with, Lord, help me to just think of one thing. And as you take it all in, you don't leave until you write down one scripture reference and then you, things that you observe in an application and a prayer that you would actually remember it. I'm telling you, just that small thing is a great step. I think that maybe a lot of us in the room, we, we aren't even doing that. Meditation, memorizing, just memorizing Scripture. What if instead of being overwhelmed with it, maybe you just pick a couple of those Bible verses. You're like, today I want to just really memorize some things. I want to put it from my head to my heart and really just chew on that a little bit. So lots of different ways for you to dive into Scripture. You're probably doing some different things too. I'd love to hear it right after. What are ways that you're learning that God is moving in your life? starting to read different translations just to kind of mix it up. All of these things are good things. We've got to be careful, though, that I'm not asking you to go and teach a theology class, right? I'm not asking you to go and, and teach out of a, a different Bible translation. I'm saying this own quiet time, trying to get another just, uh, just time with the Lord. What could that look like for you? So we're now back to this thing. Um, and I left my paper in my, in my room. I will run it and get it here in a minute. But as you look at Psalm 34, in fact, I'll, I'll turn there here. Um, as, as you look over what you see here, this in your Bible looks like this. I don't have to show you, but I'm going to show you anyway. And I do that because I almost wonder if there's some people in the room, you're like, oh, man, this is already overwhelming because you're looking at through this. It's interesting as we just take a a copy and paste, and we pull that thing off and put it on a different piece of paper, it's a little bit more manageable. And I do that sometimes when I'm in the mood to kind of go down this road with Bible study. I'll print off a couple of chapters in different smaller sections, and I'll set them aside. Because one of the hardest things, the hardest page in the Bible to turn is the first one. Because once that thing's open, I'm like, ooh, all right, Lord, here we go. Let's go. So maybe start by prepping a little bit early and maybe photocopying, or if you want to write in your Bibles, fantastic, do that as well. I like doing this sometimes. Again, there's just lots of different options, right? As you see, it's just a half of a passage of Psalm 34. And what we're going to do is as we read Psalm 34, some of us get so overwhelmed with it. Uh, in fact, let me, let, me, let me do that. Let me, let, me, let me read it, and then we'll talk about it. It says this. In fact, is somebody else who likes to read? Anybody want to? I've already been talking a lot. Somebody want to just stand up and read what's on your paper? Thank you for that volunteer. You. I'm just kidding. I don't know who that is. Who, who wants to do it? Thank you. What's your name? Thank you, uh, Elijah. Go ahead and stand. Uh, if you want, stand up. Great. Real loud for us. Good job. Round of applause. Round of applause. Good job. 
I wonder, in this room, as you start reading it, you're like, here you go, I'm back to, this is what I'm talking about. I don't know what's happening here. And I hope you get fired up at the end of this thing, because to me, as we start to slow down and observe the text, beautiful truth of who God is starts to pop out. I am a fan of detectives. I'm a fan of police officers and buddies of mine that are detectives. I'm like, that is such a cool job. It just sounds awesome to me. To walk in the room and survey the scene and to see things that other people don't see. It's a gift, and, they, and they've, they've worked at it as well. They, they see things. They take time to really examine different things that maybe the, uh, the rest of us wouldn't notice. My son and I were at a camp, and uh, the, they, the, the camp said, hey, we've put in, in specific places around camp, really trees, uh, specific uh, Knife. It was a, a father-son camp. So knives and different things go and look. And I'll tell you what, when they knew, these kids knew that there were prizes in the trees and all around, I'm telling you, their eyes are glued. They're going to walls and they're like, hang on a minute. There might be, hey, give me a boost here. There's something up here. If, if there wasn't a good prize in there, you think they'd be weirdos doing that with the trees? Like, no. What are they doing? They, they, there's something in there, and I want to make sure I'm, I'm looking at all the corners, oh, wow, I didn't even notice there was that dot there. And We've all walked through this. There's a lot of chipped paint on this. Like, the more I get, right, I'm examining. It's weird that I'm using that as analogy. But that's what's interesting about observation. Most of us just walk past this. How many people have touched this, put their hands on it, and we've walked past it? Chip is painting off. Oh, there's so many little details when what? We actually slow down, and we focus, and we observe. This passage that we just read, how many of us probably do this all the time? We read it real quick. It's like we're walking by that little pillar or a tree until we understand, wait a minute, there's something really special in this tree. Let's slow down. And here's how we do it. Not rocket science. On the bottom of that, and I've stole this from a lot of different people that do different ways of doing it. There's just another way that I've done it. There's another way for you. Fantastic. On the bottom of your page, and some of you that don't have the papers, you just have your Bible. Fantastic. Grab a, a note. It might be a, a little harder, but that's okay. Just draw, grab uh, you know, any piece of paper and just do this for me. Just write, God, you, you that already have the paper, you already had, uh, did the work for you. You're welcome, lazy people, right? Uh, you write God and then make a little column. Write man, another column. Um, terms to look up. Write another column or just terms or whatever. And then other. Now, again, these are just four things that I like to put. What does that mean? Here's where it gets awesome. I love it because the word of God is true. And when I start to think about it in this way, God's word is just fun and engaging. I hope I'm not the only one. Because here's what I want to do in a moment. Don't do it now. Don't you cheat. I want us to reread this passage with the idea of this. What does this passage say about God? That's it. What does this say about God? Don't be overwhelmed with everything and just start with the first line. Don't cheat yet. Do not do this. I'll give you time. And again, I don't like awkward silence, so I got music I brought, right? What does this say about God? And just go down line by line. Now, here's what's even more awesome about it. I'm telling you. You can look at the one verse and get one thing about the Lord and walk away. Or you can examine a little bit longer and stay in it and sit in it and be like, oh, my goodness. 
this is another truth about the Lord. And you can move away. Or, wait a minute, there's another truth about the Lord. And we do that and we go down through one, one verse. You could spend time finding lots and lots of ways to observe what's this say about the Lord. What's this say about God? When you're done with that, then move on to man. What's this say about human nature? What's this say about man in general, woman? What does this say about humans? And you go down that. And for me, I put these. If there was other things you want to do, then put that. Terms to look up. I get stopped a lot of times when I'm reading, and I don't know if you feel this way, but I find myself going down, reading, and then there's one word I don't know, and then it sends me down a spiral of all these different things, and I forget what I'm reading, and it's just too much, and I'm like, all right, good, I'm done looking at all this stuff, and I don't remember what I wrote, right? So don't let it, don't let it stop you yet. Just as you're reading it, oh, that's a term I want to look up later. This is another term I want to look up later. Don't stop. Don't look it up now. Just you're observing. And the last thing is others. What other things do you see? Oh, they, they said the word they 28 times. Great. That's an obs- I mean, that's a true observation. What else? Love is at the beginning of every sentence. Oh, that's an interesting observation. So that's just another thing to do. So four ways to look at this thing. As we read the same passage we just read, and a lot of times we just kind of get overwhelmed as we read it, all we're doing is just simply slowing down and saying, Lord, I believe that your truth can move in my life. And I'm, I'm just asking the Lord, and that's what we start with this prayer. God, may your words impact my life as I'm coming to you and dwelling in your word. May you soften my heart. And we haven't added anything to the text. All we're doing is looking of what this says about God. Don't add to it. If it doesn't say it, you can't add to it. But observe. So let's play this out. Before we get to 34, and then I'm going to zip it. 32 says this. I'll say it, and I want us to process out loud. I'm a verbal processor, and some of you are introverts, and you don't want to say it out loud, but it's all right. I'll give you time to you know, be alone in a second. 32 says this, blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven. That's the very first line of Psalm 32. Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven. What does that passage say about God? Just spit out anything that comes to mind. He forgives us. What else? He blesses us. What else? He's full of grace. What else? Blessed is the one whose whose transgressions are forgiven. Anything else in there? Covers our sin. Shows us mercy. Shows that he's not a distant God. Stop. Just one little verse. And we're starting to learn some different truths about who God is. How about man? Blessed is the one whose sins or transgressions are forgiven. What's that say about man? There's an opportunity to know God. Good. What else? We all transgress. We're forgiven. That's good. There's an opportunity to be saved. Now, here's what's, again, beautiful about this. We can say it, but uh, somebody in the room, real quick, raise your hand. Anybody? Anybody in the room? Great. Perfect. Real quick. uh, Recite everything that was just said. Go. 
Ah, I can't either. That's why we write it down. Because a lot of times I think we read it and we, we process it. All right, good. Yeah, God, you forgive. That's awesome. All right, yeah, God, we do sin and we need forgiveness. All right, good. What did I just read? Is we write it down, something awesome happens. I've said awesome 50 times already, right? But we start to, it, it, it puts something more in our memory and our heart and we're starting to dwell on the word. So, and then you get to look back and actually see his faithfulness and you see areas of, uh, of us needing him. Well, let's go real quick. Blessed are the ones whose transgressions are forgiven. What's a word that we might need to look up in there? Transgressions. We think we know it, but do we? Because I'm telling you, as you actually maybe go and just, uh, you know, a little uh, Bible dictionary, that might change the way you're reading that passage. And then there's other, you know, I, I was even looking at that. The word is pops up three times. Not sure what that means. That's an observation. That's just one verse. Here's what I want to do. I'm going to stand up here for just a, a minute. If you have any questions on it, I want you to come to me. Otherwise, I'm going to put some, some, some song on, and I'm going to run and go get my paper so I can continue to do this as well with you. Um, and I just want us to take some time. And uh, you came to a seminar. We're going to only be here for an hour. And I've already talked 30 minutes. I'm crazy. Uh, you came to a, a seminar on how, how to study the Bible. I want us to... Take time to do that. And that's 30 minutes. And that overwhelms you because some of you are like, we're really going to study the Bible for 30 minutes? I'm telling you, it could go really, really fast. We're not going to study the whole time. We're going we're gonna to break it down. We won't be doing it much. I'll, I'll kind of keep saying, all right, hey, guy, keep, keep moving forward. Uh, we'll do it for a few minutes. But I want us to take the time to understand 30 minutes goes really quick when we slow down and dwell in the Scripture and let the Lord start to move in our hearts we say, Lord, reveal truth to me, who you are, who I am in light of your word, things that might maybe I need to look up or other observations. And as you see at the bottom, it says application. Don't even go down that road yet. Let's spend more time in observation and seeing what other truths we can gain about the Lord. Good? Uh, I'll, I'll stand up here that way. We don't, we don't slow it down. If you, wanna, if you have more questions, come and talk to me. Let me pray for us. And then I want to spread out of this room. Don't leave yet. Because it gets fun here in a minute. Um, let me pray for us. If you have any questions, come up and see me. Let me pray. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. As I think about this passage, even that we're, we're about to dive into, it is so beautiful as it just starts. I'll bless the Lord at all times. And even now, we get to spend some time thinking of you. And as we think of you and you reveal who you are to us, we bless you. Thanks for allowing us to slow down. I pray you do bring words to our hearts and minds as we see new ways of how overwhelming you are in reminding us of who we are and our need for you. Let us dwell in your word this, this, this afternoon. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Spread around here. Uh, we got a few minutes here. I'll keep walking through what the, what the game plan is. But for now, uh, get, some, get some space. And... Enjoy observing, and when you think you've observed, oh, observe just a little bit more, please. I'll turn on some music. Oh, sorry, too. Um, don't observe with other people. For now, this is just between you and the Lord. I don't want you to feel like, uh, you know, you can't do it on your own. Even though community is very important, we'll talk about that. But for right now, let's just try to get quiet and... Uh, 
and, and, and see, uh, see what, what, what the Lord brings up. Good?
for a little bit. Maybe you've been stuck and you've wanted to get out. Long weeks, you've gotten into work for a long time. You find yourself being done. This makes you sick. Maybe you've stared at a few words. Maybe your mind's overwhelmed already. You don't have to do it for four hours. You don't have to do it for 30 minutes. The more we dwell in it, I'm telling you, the more rich it is. And it, it, it reminds us of his truth. So if I can push, I'll push just a little bit. Don't give up yet. If your pen and paper are down, pick it back up. Because I'm telling you, there's more about what this is saying about who God is or, 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 or who man is or woman or humanity is. Don't, don't give up. Don't, don't give up with observation yet. Go a little deeper. Yeah, it'll take a little bit longer. Just pick one mark. Just be overwhelmed by the whole thing. Pick one mark. Just go over that over and over. What's it say about God? What's it say about man? Anything I should look up? Any other things that I see? One verse. Or keep going through it. It's your pick. Two more minutes here. Two more minutes, and we'll wrap this section up.
one more minute here at least stopping you from doing this or the time the rest of your life just give you an opportunity to have another way of opening up your Bibles. We've got quiet times this week in Hume. Sorry, I'm supposed to use this. Hume's got uh, giving you time in your schedule to do it. you got a lot of free time, more free time now than you probably have down the hill with everything else going on. So take that opportunity to do it. We're not quite done yet because here's what's cool about doing this here in this group is you can absolutely do this in the quietness of your house, bus ride, whatever it might be. And it's beautiful to learn the truth that the Lord is teaching you about himself through his word. But what's so awesome is throughout scripture, we also taught, we, we see God saying, look, I've built you for community. I've built you for community. This gets tough, I know, for some introverts. But here's what I want to do. I would love to just have you turn to one person to your left or the right, maybe two. I don't want a group of four, but just one or two people is all. Just get around. You just spin around. It's going to kind of maybe be a little loud in here. If you feel comfortable, you do not have to share. But if you're not going to share, maybe grab three people so at least two people can share. Because here's what's cool is in this passage, you're going to, God's going to be revealing to you truth about himself and to other people, truth about himself. Let's encourage one another. I didn't see that about God. That's so true how he is faithful. And we get again again encouraged by one another. So take a few minutes to turn to the people next to you and just go down your list and feel free to take out your pen and maybe on the back or next to it, Write down some other things that people said that maybe stirs in your heart a little bit. So go ahead and uh, take just a few minutes. Grab some people you don't know. That's fine. One or two people max. Ready? Go. Pause real quick. Sorry. Pause. One second. Anyone? One second. Sorry. Again, this has a place, so I'm not saying it doesn't. I love, love. Hang on one second. I love deep theological conversations. I love them. Here's the problem at times. We get into a group. One person brings up a deep theological question. What do you think verse 2 says? And most of the time, it derails it, and it's one person mostly speaking, and that's the rest of the Bible study. That has a place. But in this time, what we're saying is, let's not put our own ideas in it. Let's not go down rabbit holes. We're just looking at Scripture and saying, what does this say about God? This is His words. What, what's this saying about the truth of God? I'm not adding my own uh, ideas into it. It's what it's saying. So all I want, it's not extra. It's what you say. So going down that list, what's it say about God? Now, man, any things that you might want to look up, and we'll go from there. Good? Continue.
Keep talking, one minute. grab your attention here and then we'll do one little thing and then I'll get out of your hair and guess what you can keep talking about the Bible all night long all right uh let me do this for again some that don't mind speaking in public what are a few things that you heard whether it's about man or about God or terms that you you want to look up and it doesn't have to be something you said it could be something somebody else said and again we'll just kind of quickly go through what are some things that we heard about what this says about God, what this says about man. Go ahead, just spit him out. Is it? He's a refuge. Good. What else does it say about God? God is with those who know good. What else? What's that? You can bless the Lord at all times. Sufficient and more. Great. Great. Good. What does it say about us as human beings? We have fear. Yeah. Yeah, in the back. Right? Never be ashamed. Yes. And it's like, would you get that out of it, right? Like, there's so many good things in here that we're starting to pull out as we dwell on it, as we examine it. Yes, can't find fulfillment outside of what else about man? Yeah. Made to glorify him. What else? Seek him. Yeah, he can. He said, "You will fulfill me." Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, he can hear. That's interesting, right? I I could call to him, and actually, he responds. How about terms? Any terms where you're like, ah, I think I want to look that up. Not that you don't know it, but maybe you need a refresh. Yeah. Fear the Lord, right? That's it. that's what we see all the time. That we're getting freedom here to be like, ah, we know what fear means, but do we? Go look it up. Fear. What else? Magnify. We know it, kind of. It would change it when we look it up. Again, a dictionary is good, but a Bible dictionary, and you can look that up online. You have There's Bible dictionaries out there. Take a look. Yeah. Sought. Enhanced. Oh, enhanced. Yeah, I wrote that one too. Have no lack. To deliver. So, again, there are lots of hands, right? Uh, these things, a lot of times, we'll read them, and we just kind of go off and forget it. Don't forget it. Take time to look some of these terms up and watch what it does as it opens up ideas of the text. What we didn't do is application. And, and as 
I take guys at our church through this, I actually slow it down and not get to application in either. Why? Because I think a lot of times we come to the text in order to open it up and it's like, all right, God, give me a word that I can apply in my life today. Go. And he's like, hang on, slow down, slow down. Enjoy me for a minute. Dive deep into this thing. And as you do, more truths than you could ever imagine are going to blow your mind. And as you do that, application just naturally comes out of it. As you look over that list of observations, whether it's about man or whether it's truth about God, as you look at that, you don't have to do it right now, but maybe just circle one or two of them of things that are just that you might need to just think about a little bit more before you walk out of here to stop and think about some of these truths. Um, he is worthy to be praised. He is. God answers when I ask. Okay? We're going through an interesting season right now. I need to remember that God answers. I'm going to circle that one and remember it and dwell on that a little bit. And as I walk out, maybe God starts to apply it because someone comes up to me and they're like, hey, do you ever feel like God answers you or is silent? And you're like, I just heard about that today. Because the Bible's not just for us to hold on and just do nothing with. I do believe that he's going to be pre bringing people into our life that we could pour these things out. What are we pouring out if we're not taking anything in? What truths do I need to remember? That I, uh, what did I put here? I could answer the, that there's a possibility as I look to God that I could, I could, uh, there's a possibility to never be ashamed of him because I keep my eyes on him. We talk about a good application as I walk out of here. God, I don't want, I don't want to feel shame. So I should keep my eyes on you. That's what the word says. So we didn't go through application. I want you to process that yourself. Be careful not to take it out of context. Again, is this saying you're going to get a cell phone tomorrow? How do you get that? It's talking about the truths of God and what that could mean for your life. Speaking about his desires, his needs, and his wants, and what that means in your life. Terms you might need to look up, and now all of a sudden you're like, man, that could take time. Yeah, it does. Or you could walk in and walk out to just check the box. Well, we've done that. And sometimes we just need to be over, just, just, just have the word just spoken over to us. Yes, enjoy it. Sometimes you need to go a little deeper. This is just one of many ways that you can slow down. And enjoy the text. And I will wrap it up with this. The passage that we heard when we first walked in. And now you've dwelt on it a little bit more. I wonder if there's things as I read it again. If this passage that was maybe strange to some of you. Maybe it means a little something to you now. It says this. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes this boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord. He answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. The Lord encamps around those who fear him and deliver them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you saints. For those who fear him have no lack. 
Lord, we thank you for your word. We believe that it is true that as we draw close to you, you will draw close to us. And I pray that that's what we do today as we walk out of this room. That we don't forget what we learn, but it, we let it dwell and fester into our lives. That your word starts to move and, and shake. And we don't just hear the word, we actually start to do things that it says. May your word start to transform us as we dwell slow down and take time with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, uh, it's four o'clock. Feel free or five o'clock. Feel free to stay here, hang out. If you have questions, I'll chill. Uh, but otherwise, we'll see you. Uh, you got dinner starting at some point. Thanks for coming out, team. Hope you stay in the word.